Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the name of Jesus. I trust you are keeping well. The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? He's the stronghold of our life. Whom shall we be afraid of? In this season of global pandemic and calamities across the earth, God is our light, is our salvation. Um, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God is our hiding place. He said he will hide us in the secret place of his presence. And so we are hidden from ignorance, hidden from the plague that has struck the earth. We give him praise and adoration forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we will continue our subject on the second coming of the church. And I believe this is the um, part three that we are doing so quickly. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 24 to 27. And then I go to Isaiah chapter 2 again, verses 2 and 3. Isaiah chapter 14, 24 to 27. Here begins the reading of God's word. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I have planned, so it will happen. I will crush the Assyrian in my land and on my mountains I will trample him down. Let me pause and ask a question. Where are the mountains of the Lord? We'll get the answer as we progress. His yoke will be taken from my people and his burden from, removed from their shoulders. This is the plan determined for the whole world, not for Nigeria, not for Lagos, not for Africa, not for the United States of America or for the United Kingdom alone. This is the plan determined for the whole world. I told us that there's no private interpretation to prophecies. This is the hand stretched out over all nations. For the Lord Almighty has purposed, and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? But the Lord bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah chapter 2, going back to Isaiah chapter 2, I'll quickly read verses 2 and 3. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house or the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. As the highest of the mountains, it will be exalted above the hills and all nations will scream to it. Many people will come and say, come. Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The Lord will, the law will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. I want to announce to us again that the second coming of the church cannot be stopped. It is an unstoppable move sweeping across the nations of the earth. It will sweep all denominations it will sweep all sects and spheres in the name of Jesus. Now, what are the mountains of the Lord? What are the mountains of the Lord? Was Isaiah referring to campgrounds, Oriokes, and other hills that people go to hide themselves around? 
The mountain signifies the dwelling place of God. The mountain signifies the dwelling place of God where God's presence is. Where God's presence is. In Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, if you look at where verse 3 in particular, he said, he let us go. Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. Let us go to the presence. Let us be at the presence of God for he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. Psalm 103 verse 7 says, he made known his ways to Moses. I love Moses. Moses typifies, tells us what it means to dwell in God's presence. His acts he made known to the children of Israel. There is a shaking of nations as it is very obvious to us in this time that we live in. I believe it is the sign of the second coming of the church. End time calamities are sweeping across nations. Fear is coming upon all men. Fear coming upon all men. Moses wrote the book of Psalm 91 in a time when the church was in the wilderness. It was in a time of trouble. Brethren, we are in a time of trouble. And it is in this time of trouble that the second coming of the church is inevitable. It's in this time of trouble that there's a manifestation of the sons of God. The mountain signifies the dwelling place of God. Moses, when he took the children of Israel out of Egypt, when God used them to deliver Israel out of the hand of Pharaoh, and they were wandering, they were moving in the wilderness, Moses did not express confidence in their complaints. He did not express confidence in their murmuring. He did not ex- uh, 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 um, um, talk about confidence in, in their understanding of the Egyptian governmental structure. But he said, for you to survive in this trouble, for you to survive in the wilderness, for you to push through, for you to push through, God is looking for a people that will dwell in his presence. He did not deliver you the the, the purpose of your prosperity. The purpose of your prosperity is not for you to flout it or for you to uh, uh, use it the way you like, for you to misbehave. He did not prosper you by delivering you from the hand of Pharaoh. He did not prosper you by bringing you out of Egypt for your own good, like your own personal gain. He delivered you so that you will come worship him. It's all about his presence. There is no life outside God. There is no life outside God. I thank God for the Bible study that Pastor Kemi and Elijah, God bless that woman of God every time uh, um, uh, um, organized, put together by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We studied the presence of God dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Very insightful. Very insightful. And it was the, the, the secret place of the Most High, the emphasis on it is not uh, is 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 very sacrosanct it's important that we look at it because there is nothing we can do outside god 
God can give you provision. You can have your houses. You can have your, your, your money. You can have your investment intact. In you can even have angels leading you, but you may not have the presence of God. You may not have the presence of God, meaning that when the angel meets an angel that is higher than him, because there are others, it, it could be calamity. Where you now need the presence of God, where you now need God to show up, and God has said, I will not go with you, that is where the problem is. In Exodus 33, God said to the people, you can go, I give you provision, I give you protection. This is what it means when he said, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above every other mountain. There are mountains that you can get provision. You can actually get rich from the reform of Boni fraternity. You can get rich from occultism. You can get rich by spilling blood like a lot of people do. You can get rich in the, on the mountain of capitalism. You can get rich on the mountain of deception. There are people who, give, who have given their lives to it completely. Whatever it takes, if I have to spill blood to remain in this position, that's it. They have no fear of God in them. And this is what God said to the children of Israel. An angel will go with you. God made his ways known to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. They are two, they are different. They are not similar. There is no uh, contrast at all. Two different things. You can get rich. That's what he meant by the mountain of the Lord exalted above every other mountain. Some of us would think it's about the cathedrals. No! It's about the presence of God. I'm, an, I'm saying it here again. You can actually become successful in other mountains. If you think the yardstick for judging whether the Lord is good, whether you have the presence of God, is by you telling me how many times you go to that mountain to meet so-so and so person that he laid hands on you and you have no power, you just come back and you are walking in wealth without the presence of God, without the character of Jesus Christ in you, that is not the mountain of the Lord's house. It is not enough for me to buy your Christianity because there are other mountains I can go without even going through the pain that you went through. So God said to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 33, you people can go, I will give you provision. I will give you protection. I will give you, I will even send an angel with you, but I will not go. You don't have my presence. You don't have my presence. Is it possible that churches have been operating in angelic dimensions and having all the provisions of life? That's why some pastors even have to make up miracles. That's why the media have the right to say whatever they want to say, criticize the church. And we all stand and look at it and say, they could be telling the truth. How many people in the day of the apostles, Peter, John, and, 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 and Paul, came out to say these people are deceptive, that they always like tithes, they like building fine, fine houses, 
they like uh, uh, moving with escorts and the rest of them. The devil manifested fully in their own time. It was obvious that they were battling with the devil because those ones were provoked by the advancement of the kingdom of God. It wasn't about that the freeze or whatever he calls himself or somebody else coming to say, look at what they are saying. And they are using media to make a jest of men of God. To say, look at this man. Hey, pay your tithe. This is my account number. Look at this one. Lift up my leg. That's your passport. And all kinds of nonsense. It has become a show, a comedy. Is that the church? Far from it. Those are other mountains where you can go get your provision other mountains where you can go crack your joke other mountains where you can go do your showbiz but that's not the mountain of the lost house that's not the church that's not the church it looks like it but that's not the church it might appear because it's on sundays or it might appear because you do your midweek service that is so weak but that's not the mountain of the lost house that's not the church that's not the church. That's not the church. It pains me, grieves my heart. Anybody can come up and say, look at them, driving the big cars. If of everything to criticize you of is your car. To talk about you tomorrow, you now see another fake one. You see another one throwing uh, 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 that on another pastor. That man is a fake pastor. This one is this. And the media is just having a field day using all of that to sell. The day is coming. We are in the day when there will be a manifestation of the power, the demonstration of the power of God, not from the pulpit, but from the pews, that men will begin to walk in dimension of power. They will carry the presence of God so mightily that God will begin to demonstrate his power through them. Even when they are in their offices, they are at the airport, they will begin to see obvious power of God, the power of God like never before, coming down, coming down, the demonstration of the kingdom of God like never before. And they begin to wonder, my friend, are you a pastor? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not a pastor i was just passing i was just on my own and god began to do wonders my name is emeka my name is Junidu. my name is dapo my name is kemi i don't know if i'm a i'm not a, i'm not an apostle i'm not an archbishop i just know that god's presence is with me and you begin to see it that is when there will be a manifestation of dimension of darkness not by way of telling me, why do you dress like, mm -mm 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 -mm. you will know that I'm carrying the power of God. And you have no other option than to confront me with all that you have. Not with, you know that this one is not about him. Uh, he doesn't, it's not about money. But you will stand and say, ah, no, 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 no. If these people continue like this, we, the rich people, we, the members of the secret society, we, the members of, 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 of uh, uh, Freemasonry, and what have you cannot uh, um, uh, carry our merchandise anymore. We cannot continue to sell what we are selling to hold this country captive. We have to fight them openly. You begin to see them coming out like never before because the time of confrontation like John the Baptist confronted Herod is now.
The mountain signifies the dwelling place of God. What are you interested in? Are you interested in other hills? Or interested like Moses in the way of the Lord? Interested in the blesser and not the blessing? Exodus chapter 20. Let's read Exodus chapter 20. When Moses received the Ten Commandments from verse 18, it reads, and I quote, Now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. <laughs> the mountain smoking. I told you I love Moses. He dealt with mountains. You understand the mountain dimensions when you study Moses and the Israelites. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off the mountain of the Lord's house. They saw it, they stood afar off. Why? Because there were thunderings. Thunders are not such a pleasant experience. You're sleeping and you're hearing bow, thunders. You can't be comfortable. Sometimes your imagination can run so wide that you think it's going to strike you where you are. <laughs> the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. A lot of people are running away from the presence of God. Moses is telling us, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. People are now, the world is telling you, or the church, or what we call church today, saying, He that is afar off, let me, the pastor, let me, the general overseer, be your secret place. And so it's easy for people to fall into dimensions of uh, uh, altars that that they cannot even explain. So long as they have the blessing, so long as they have the spoil, every other thing doesn't matter to them. But I thank God for this pandemic that is redefining everything. A lot of men of God cannot even explain it. Can quote scriptures and bind and cast and lose. They can't explain it. All they need to do is to go back and, and reset is to go back to that closet, if they have one, where God is, and say, Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> is to accept the message of the truth. You know one thing I love about time? Time is a precious gift from God that validates what is true and what is false, whether you like it or not. You can tell me that this thing is black. It's time that we tell. A time will come when you will no longer even see it, 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 it will just be obvious. You don't even have to explain it to me. I know a lot of people have a lot of explanation to do, but keep your explanation to yourself. We know what time we are in. I must marry this year. I must buy my car this year. I don't know if that is the message. Or whether it has gone obsolete. Then he said to Moses, verse 19 of Exodus chapter 20, 
you, you speak with us. <laughs> Moses, speak with us. We will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. Imagine the heart of man. Let not God speak to us, lest we do what? We die. And Moses said to the people, do not fear. <laughs> Psalm 91, written in a time of trouble, written in a time when they were in the wilderness. Do not be afraid. Jesus also said to his disciples in John chapter 14, let your heart not be troubled. Are you in trouble? Do you feel troubled? Do not be afraid. Are you scared of coronavirus? Do not be afraid. For God has come to test you that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. Do not be afraid of the pandemic. Amos chapter 3 says, if there is calamity or if there are calamities in the Lord, in the land, would not, would they not have been done by the Lord? Amos chapter 3. It was in that context that I said, surely the Lord God does nothing or will do nothing except he reveals his secret to his servant, the prophet. The trumpet is sounding. What is our response to God? There's calamity in the land. You think is one. The devil is only a counterfeit master. He will capitalize on it. It's even just the way I was telling somebody yesterday that it sounds like, you know, there's a bomb blast or those days of Niger Delta Frontier Force for those of us who live in Nigeria in that time or who lived in Nigeria in that time, um, there'll be a bomb blast, pipeline explosion. And one guy called Bomo Jomo, I don't even know him. There was no face put to it. Before you say Jack Robinson, he has come out to claim, I did it. The Niger Delta Force did it were the one that, that blew up that pipeline, blew up that uh, flow station. And you wonder, was he waiting for it? What if it was just a normal technical failure or like uh, uh, some group of local boys trying to steal uh, petroleum product and something that happened? Why are you claiming it? The devil is not everywhere. So he might just come and say, I'm the one in charge of this pandemic. I'm, I'm responsible for it. No. He can use that to create fear in men that I will destroy you. I will do this. And people are praying out of fear. No. The one who is in charge of the universe, who created the heaven and the earth, is our, is our father. Is our God, is our King, is our Lord, is our Father. And he that dwells in a secret place shall abide under his shadow, under his protection. He is in charge. The devil only counterfeits. He's announcing himself before time. I did it. You didn't do it. All things work together for the good of them that are called by him according to his purpose. And so the people stood afar off. But Moses, verse 21, very interesting. Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was, not where the devil was. It's in my Bible. I read New King James. If you read NIV, near the thick darkness where God was. God was in darkness. Somebody will say, God is good, is all the time. He, sl he slew Og, the king of Bashan, his mercy endures forever. He destroys the enemies, his mercy endures forever. His fire consumes mountains, his mercy endures forever. 
we have a distortive presentation by 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 people of old they give us a distorted view of Christ. And we, are, we thank God because the Lord has laid his hands bare. Isaiah 14, where we read, said, My, His hands is stretched out to the nation, not restricted to Bible schools, not restricted to theology schools, where only bishops and archbishops and archdeacons will tell you about Christ. No, stretched out to the nation. His hands have been laid bare. Meaning that revelation will come to you wherever you are. As your heart seeks him, he will show you who he is in the real sense of it. You don't need anybody to tell you. Know he the Lord. The heart, your heart. He said, in that day, I will make a covenant with my people. I will take away the heart of flesh and put the heart, I mean the heart of stone and put the heart of flesh in them. My spirit will dwell on them. And what did he say? In that day, no longer will your neighbor tell you, know he the Lord. Mm, know he the Lord. He doesn't need to tell you because God himself has come. He has stretched his hand. It is not the doing of man. It is not the hand of the Anglican communion. It is not the hand of the Catholic. It is not the hand of redeemed. It is the hand of the Lord stretched out to the nations of the earth. And you, wherever you are, will catch the truth of God and not a distorted view in the past. So Moses drew near, draw me nearer, draw me nearer, Lord, draw me nearer, nearer to thee. Moses was drawing into darkness, drawing near, drawing near the thick darkness. My brother, my sister, wherever you are, I announce to you, we are advancing the kingdom of God in this day of calamity. The kingdom of God is advancing. We are not withdrawing. We are not retreating. We are not surrendering. It is time to advance into darkness. This period of this pandemic is an opportunity to advance into God's presence. It's an opportunity to know God the more. It's a time for you to advance into God. It's a time for you to move into God. It's a time for you to enter the presence of God yourself. You don't need anybody to tell you, wait, let me go hear from him and tell you. It's a time like Moses to draw near. Draw near in this coronavirus draw near in this calamity draw near in this recession draw close to God it is a time for drawing you don't need to hide yourself you don't need to say oh I do not know what else to do it is a time for you to come close to God tell your neighbor that the only thing that matters now is the presence of God you need God more than ever you need God more than ever you need God more than ever Draw near to him. Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Quickly, you understand that concept because Moses was drawing near, drawing near to darkness where God was. Have you read Isaiah 60 before? I know you know that scripture, but let me take you back to it. Arise. I'm talking to you. The second coming of the church. Shine for your light has come. The knowledge of God has come. It has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. 
Don't be afraid. But the people, uh, but, and, and deep darkness, the people, deep darkness will cover the people. Coronavirus is a darkness dimension. From who? From God. It is not from the pit of hell. They are darkness dimensions. God, darkness is the beginning. When somebody says, ah, where are you? Where are you? And you're like, oh, I don't know. This darkness has to go. That is the beginning, is the beginning of God. Darkness, darkness is the dimension of God. It is not always the devil. Every time you are shouting, he's holding you. It is the beginning of God. If you are in trouble and you are hearing God, you are in a good place. If you are suffering and you are hearing God, you are in a good place. Moses was at the cleft of the rock, a place of discomfort, and he was hearing God. God passed through. God passed through. That was where Moses wrote the book of Genesis. That was where he saw Genesis, the goodness of the Lord. The Lord is good all the time. If you are going through pains and you are hearing God, you are in the right place. I am telling you, my brothers and sisters, no longer should they deceive you and tell you, oh, if you are going through that, it is your forefathers' ancestral spirit that kept you in that place. Imagine something that died how many years ago, kept you in that place in this modern time. That's why you are not making it. No, if you are hearing from God, you are rich. It is something more than gold, the spirit of the Lord in the heart of men. Don't be deceived because all of these things will be added to you. And the glory, his glory will be seen. He said, and deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you. The Lord will arise over you. What are you going through? I prophesy to you. The Lord will arise over you. The Lord will stand for you. The Lord will arise over you. He arose for the uh, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He stood up for them. He will stand up for you. He's not a disappointing God. He stood up for Daniel in the lion's den. He will stand up for you. He stood up in the day Jesus was crucified and they buried him on the third day. He rose, he rose, and death, a public spectacle, was made of the enemy. Kicked him out for you to know that I have the power over death. God will stand for you. God will stand for you. He will stand for you. His light will arise. His glory will arise over you in the name of Jesus. The Gentiles will come to that knowledge that you have, to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your shining. Don't be afraid of darkness god is there don't be afraid of your trouble god is there he said if you that because he loved me i will surely deliver him go back to psalm 91 thank god for my pastor all the time who has given us an insight in psalm 91 very powerful scripture if not one of the most powerful scriptural passage in the bible you see he said i would he will deliver me in time of trouble when you are in trouble and god is there you are in a comfortable place when you are in sorrow and god is there you feel so bad and God is speaking to you very well. That is much is, is worth more than the billions that Jeff Bezos has in his account. It's worth more than that. It's worth more than that. I'd asked us the question earlier when I was reading um, Isaiah chapter 14 verse 25 to be precise. Then I'll break the Assyrian in my land, and on my mountains tread him underfoot. Revelation. On my mountains tread him underfoot. Please 
Mark that, then his yoke shall be removed from them, and his burden removed from their shoulders. Now, what are the mountains of God? When he said, my mountains, what does it mean? We have looked at the mountain of the Lord's house, signifying the presence of God, and using the pattern of Moses or the technology of Moses. And um, God has helped us to understand Psalm 91, but we will not leave that Psalm 91 because there's something, there's still some, you know, good meat, good meat or juice to take from there. I'm not going to leave it. The mountains of the Lord, all my mountains, not mountain. Isaiah chapter 2 talked about the mountain of the Lord. Corporate, the presence of God. 14 talks about the mountains, my mountains. John chapter 14. Let's study John chapter 14 as it relates to that. An interesting scripture. God give us revelation this morning as we look into the scripture. Dimension our heart to the measure of your truth, O God. Amen. In Jesus' name. Let your hearts, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. The church advances in crisis. I would advise that you listen to my first podcast, Crisis, a pathway to our glorious exit. Crisis, as a copycat, the devil will come and say, yes, I'm bringing crisis. They will die. They will do this. No. Jesus went through crisis. He was ordained. He was written. He was destined. They hung him on the cross. He went through pain. He went through shame. Our pattern, our Lord and our Savior Jesus. For some of us who say no, like I told you earlier, if you're in trouble and God is speaking to you, you're in the right place. But Jesus went through it. In God's and he said, if it were possible for this cup to pass by, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He prayed his, himself into the will of God. He didn't say, oh Lord, my father, I bind. Let this cup go. Have mercy. He was destined to go to the cross. And was glorified. And is still glorified forevermore. In my father's house are many mansions. We have preached this message 
in the past. You know, I said something about distortion of the gospel. If it were not so, I would, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. Where I go, you know, and the way you know. In my father's house, there are many mansions. The word mansion there um, in, the, in Greek means monei, pronounced M-O-N-A-Y. Monei, an abode. In my father's house, there are many abodes, an abode. But you don't use that word as um, an adject adjective, but... A verb is a verbal word. It's verbal. The word monet was derived from the word meno. M-E-N-O. A Greek word meno means to dwell, to abide, to stay, to sit down, to settle, to possess a land. In my father's house, there are many abodes to abide you can't the two words are together there are many dwelling places to dwell there are many abiding places to abide there are many places to sit down there are many sittings to sit Some of us think there are mansions over the way you see them on a powerful mansion in heaven that Jesus was talking about going to heaven and you have no earthly good. He's going to heaven to go fix you a very powerful mansion in my father's house. There are many mansions there in my father's house. I go. Where is the father's house? We'll find out. Remember, we are looking at the mountains and that's why the Holy Spirit brought us here to understand. And Thomas said to him, Lord, do not, do you not, do not, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? He thought, where are you going to? He was troubled. Troubled. Where are you? We don't know where you are going to. You have come again. We do not know. If you leave us now with all these miracles that we are seeing and the change and all of the things that we don't know, ah, what's going to happen? We don't know where you are going to. We don't understand what you are talking about. And Jesus said to him, I am the way. <laughs> I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ah, That has changed the concept from he's going to heaven. No one comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, does the Father live in heaven? Are we going to meet him in heaven? Don't we communicate with the Father? No one comes to the Father. No one dwells with the Father. In my Father's house, no one comes to where he is. So where is the Father's house? Hmm. We'll find out. If you had known me, verse 7, 
you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Ah, if you have known him, if you have known me, you would know my father also. He has left the concept of flying to heaven to build you a mansion. To say that if you have known me, you are seeing me like this, you will know my father. Ah. And from now on, you know him. From now on, you know him. And I've seen him. Where did they see him? He's supposed to be in his father's, in my father's house. There are many mansions in his house, in his, in, in some understand, in his heaven. And you are telling us from now on, you have known him. From now on, you are seeing him. You are in the father's house. He didn't have to go to heaven. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. Ah, you have described this thing so much. How can you say that, uh, that if we have known you, well, show us the father. Take us to the father's house. It is sufficient for us. When you take us there, he was having, he had a picture of a five bed, or a swimming, everything. He said, take us there. It is sufficient. We don't want this trouble. Just take us. Take us there. This description. Jesus said to Philip, he said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? You are seeing the father. You are telling me to take you to the father. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. That's the dimension of the children of Israel, to believe this for the sake of the works, the miracles. But that's not the dimension. Most assuredly, verse 12, I say to you, most assuredly, that's 100%, more than 100%. I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. He who believes in me, the mountain says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Mountains, mountain begotten mountains in my father's house. On the mountain of the Lord's house, the presence of God, there are many, many room, room, many mountains, many mountains, many mountains, many room for dimensions of my presence. There are many rooms to dwell. There are many dwelling places to dwell when you enter his presence. When you commit yourself to God, when you go into God, there are many rooms, there are many dimensions of my presence around. I'm building something, I'm building something, I'm building something. There are many mountains of the Lord. You will do greater works than these. Because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 15. 
If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Remember Psalm 91, I said I won't leave it. He said, because he has set his love upon me. That is the Lord speaking. Because he has set his love upon me, capital letter M, me, <laughs> I will deliver him. That's a, towards the end of Psalm 91. Because he has set his love. Now, Jesus began to talk about loving him. Knowing that his presence is all that matters. Digging into, digging into him, keeping his commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, that he may dwell with you. You see the mountains coming out, the technology of the mountains of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 14. Have you seen the technology? You've seen the technology. That he may abide with you forever, a carrier of the presence of God. Hmm. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, not the spirit of entertainment, not the spirit of religion, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. That cannot be bought with money. Remember Simon the sorcerer who was trying to form an apostolic network with Peter, trying to buy the spirit of truth. The world cannot receive him because the world has currencies. They think it's by exchange. Give us the spirit, we'll pay you off. I'm the richest man in the world. Bring him here, we'll give you power. We'll build you a cathedral in Abuja. We'll give you private jets. We'll be flying you up and down. We'll give you escort. You release the spirit of truth. That's the way the world wants to report. The world cannot receive it. Cannot receive it. The world cannot receive it. The spirit of truth. I told you I won't leave Psalm 91. Same Psalm 91. His faithfulness, his truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Shall be our armor and our shield. If you do not have the spirit of truth living with you or dwelling in you, or living on the inside of you, you'll be deceived. Every wind of doctrine that passes. I always pray this prayer for people, and I say to them, do not, I pray that you will not encounter any problem or go, get into any trouble that will swallow you. What do you do? As Pastor Paul Adifarasin will say, when the unthinkable happens, what do you do when you are in trouble? If you do not have the spirit of truth dwelling on your inside, you'll be deceived. You can hear from people who have made it in life. They will tell you, even the people, I've just used people who are into prostitution, for, for instance. 
they found themselves in trouble of not being able to meet up with their rent or maybe issues with parents or fees, school fees and all of that. And the best they can get in terms of cancel is to sell their bodies for money so they can justify their markets or what they are doing. That's the spirit of deception at work. David said in Psalm 51, Thou desired truth! My inward part. Because truth will will convict you. Personal conviction. Oh, I've heard. I've sinned against God. And you quickly run and say, Have mercy on me, O Lord. If the truth of God guides you to it, you will be in right standing with God at all times. That's the problem with the world. They think they can merchandise the anointing. Simon the sorcerer said, Oh, Peter, I like the laying on of hands. Look at what is happening. He was a bishop in his own right. In Samaria, he was, um, he had his own, he was a principality. Like I go to somewhere and they say, Have you spoken to this person? If you are doing church and you have not um, uh, uh, spoken to the the guys who run the media, you have not started. If you are doing church in Lagos and you don't have all these Nollywood actors, I mean, uh, around you as your face, you have not started. And then some of them will think they have the right to speak on spiritual matters. And so they dig into it. Right into it. It's a warning to pastors. Desist from it. Right into it. Take money. Take gold. Give me the anointing. I want to be part of your network. And Peter said, your money perishes with you. How many people can stand today and say, that money perishes with you. You think you can buy the gift of God. You can buy this order. You want to corrupt this truth that we have with your money and your heart is not right with him. I'm sure that's the last thing that Simon the sorcerer expected. Evangelist Philip did not see that in him, in winning souls. The apostolic dimension, which does not tolerate error, saw it. I said, no. What we have received cannot be bought with money. Your money perish with you. Can't take it. Because the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. You are now in the mountains. Are we getting the technology of the mountains of the Lord or the Lord's mountain? The technology is in John 14. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Verse 19. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. Where? And you will live also. Where do I live? We're getting there. At that day you will know 
that I am in the Father or in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. <laughs> he said, the world will not see me a little while, and the world will see me no more. They won't see me in my flesh. Talking to me, are you not the son of Joseph the carpenter? But you will see me. Some of us will say, ah, yes, we'll see him in heaven. No, because I live. You will live also. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because Jesus is alive, you will live also. At that time or at that day, you will know that I am in my Father. And you in me, <laughs> and I in you. That's the technology. <laughs> he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. That's 21. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 22. Judas, not Iscariot. Iscariot was counting money. So he wasn't bothered. Said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Why, why are you not sweeping um, 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 uh, White House? That Trump guy is just, just doesn't know what he's doing. Why are you not slapping Buhari? Why can't you manifest yourself to the world? Let them see. Because this world is wicked. You need to sweep them. Why can't you manifest yourself to the world? For some of you that will say, what's this boy talking about? I'm showing you the technology. I'm not telling you anything outside the scriptures. Why can't you manifest yourself to the world? If Jesus were is to do something and you call yourself the church, like the people, why is it that things are not happening in the world? What makes you think that the there's a second coming of the church? Coming from where? Coming from Lagos Metropolis? Or coming from London Metropolis? Or coming from New York City? Or coming from Washington? Or coming from Jerusalem? Or coming from Nazareth? Or calling, coming from... Uh, uh, um, South Africa where let the world see it now let MTV carry it let CNN carry it let uh, BBC carry it let Sky News let Channels TV let it be everywhere take over let the world see And Jesus answered and said to him, Here see this technology, and I'll conclude here before we go into several prayers, and then I'll do the last part and show us a prophetic picture of the second coming of the church that is coming. And I'll close it. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we, who are the we now, the Trinity, we, who are the we now, will come to him and make what? Our home. 
in my father's house. Where is the father's house? Where is the father's house? The father's house, God dwells in you. We will come and make our home where? Our home, the same word. We will come and make our abiding place to abide with him. Now you've seen the technology of the mountains. You are the mansion of God. You are the mansion of God. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are the mansions of God. We are the mansions of God. We carry the presence of God. God has called us to carry his presence. He wants to make an abode in us. He wants to dwell in us. He wants to dwell in us. We are the mountains of the Lord. We are the Lord's mountain that he said he uh, upon my mountains I will trample the Assyrians underfoot. Have you not read in Luke chapter 19? Behold, I have given you power to tread upon lions and scorpions and tread them underfoot. It shall by no means harm you. You have the power over the devil. You have the power over this pandemic. You have the power over every calamity. You have that the devil wants to capitalize on to put the people of God in fear. God is in charge of everything. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I saw him fall from heaven. Now I give you power to tread upon him, to trample upon him, upon the serpent, upon the serpent, upon every other thing that is not of God, upon dimensions of darkness, upon the devil. It shall by no means harm you. You carry the presence of God. I carry the presence of God. What is important is the carrying of the presence of God, not your pocket, not what you think you can earn by yourself. When you carry God's presence, when I carry God's presence, the fear of the Lord will invade the earth. The power of God will invade the earth. It is time for us to stay in the place of waiting on the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. It is time for us to tarry like the apostles of old that tarried in Jerusalem until power was endured on them. There's an outpouring, a final outpouring of the power of God, a final outpouring that is coming upon the church. Are you ready to be part of the Lord's mountains? Are you ready to be the Lord's mountain in this season? Are you ready to be part of what God is doing to say Lord I desire you I do not want provision and protection without your presence I am not going to settle for the blessing without the blesser I don't want the land without the Lord Lord we are a people not interested in the blessing without you Lord we are a people not interested oh God in the provision without you oh God we need you oh God we want to start Oh God, developing, oh God, an intimacy with you. We want an intimacy with you. We want a relationship with you. All we want is you. We hunger and thirst for you in this dry and weary land, oh God. Do not give us, oh God, provision that will take us to hell. Do not give us protection, oh God, that will take us away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit away from me, oh God. Restore to me the joy 
of your salvation and renew me with the right spirit. Uphold me with the right spirit. God, I pray in the midst of this global pandemic, we stand bold and confident, oh God, strong and energized by your grace. We draw near where you are, oh God. We draw near where you are, oh God. In the midst of this pandemic, oh God, we are drawing closer to you. We are drawing near where you are, oh God. Let our hearts, oh God, be connected to you, oh God. Let it be set, oh God, towards our Jerusalem, the city of peace, where you dwell, oh God. Lord, we need your presence. As your people, we pray, oh God, for the healing of our land. We ask, oh God, for your mercy upon us and the nations of the earth. Oh God, let not let your people not lose confidence in these times, oh God. Let them not lose confidence, oh God, in this time of trouble. Uphold us, oh God. Strengthen us, oh God. Like the apostles prayed, oh God. We pray today, Jehovah. Look upon the global threat, oh God. Look upon the economic threat, oh God, and grant your ministers, oh God. Grant us, oh God, your mountains, that with all boldness, we may speak your word, oh God, by stretching out your hand, my Father, to heal in this season, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, and in his name forevermore. Thank you for answered prayers. Blessed be your holy name, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Expect the concluding part very soon. It's a prophetic picture of what the second coming of what of the church will look like or what the church will look like. Amen. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the name of Jesus. I trust you are keeping well. The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? He's the stronghold of our life. Whom shall we be afraid of? In this season of global pandemic and calamities across the earth, God is our light. He's our salvation. Um, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God is our hiding place. He said he will hide us in the secret place of his presence. And so we are hidden from ignorance, hidden from the plague that has struck the earth. We give him praise and adoration forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we will continue our subject on the second coming of the church. And I believe this is the um part three that we're doing so quickly isaiah chapter 14 verses 24 to 27 and then i go to isaiah chapter 2 again verses 2 and 3 isaiah chapter 14 24 to 27 here begins the reading of god's word the lord almighty has sworn surely as i have planned so it will happen I will crush the Assyrian in my land, and on my mountains I will trample him down. Uh, let me pause and ask a question. Where are the mountains of the Lord? We'll get the answer as we progress. His yoke will be taken from my people, and his burden from, removed from their shoulders. This is the plan determined for the whole world. 
not for Nigeria, not for Lagos, not for Africa, not for the United States of America or for the United Kingdom alone. This is the plan determined for the whole world. I told us that there's no private interpretation to prophecies. This is the hand stretched out over all nations. For the Lord Almighty has purposed, and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah chapter 2, going back to Isaiah chapter 2, I'll quickly read verses 2 and 3. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house or the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. As the highest of the mountains, it will be exalted above the hills and all nations will scream to it. Many people will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The Lord will, the law will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. I want to announce to us again that the second coming of the church cannot be stopped. It is an unstoppable move sweeping across the nations of the earth. It will sweep all denominations. It will sweep all sects and spheres in the name of Jesus. Now, what are the mountains of the Lord? What are the mountains of the Lord? Was Isaiah referring to campgrounds, Oriokes, and other hills that people go to hide themselves around? The mountain signifies the dwelling place of God. The mountain signifies the dwelling place of God where God's presence is. Where God's presence is. In Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, if you look at where verse 3 in particular, he said, let us go, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. Let us go to the presence. Let us be at the presence of God, for he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths. Psalm 103 verse 7 says, he made known his ways to Moses. I love Moses. Moses typifies tells us what it means to dwell in God's presence. His acts he made known to the children of Israel. There's a shaking of nations at it, as it is very obvious to us in this time that we live in. I believe it is the sign of the second coming of the church. End time calamities are sweeping across nations. Fear is coming upon all men. Fear coming upon all men. Moses wrote the book of Psalm 91 in a time when the church was in the wilderness. It was in a time of trouble. Brethren, we are in a time of trouble. And it is in this time of trouble that the second coming of the church is inevitable. It's in this time of trouble that there's a manifestation of the sons of God. The mountain signifies the dwelling place of God. Moses, when he took the children of Israel out of Egypt, 
when God used them to deliver Israel out of the hand of Pharaoh and were wandering, they were moving in the wilderness, Moses did not express confidence in their complaints. He did not express confidence in their murmuring. He did not ex- uh, 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 um, um, talk about confidence uh, uh, in, in their understanding of the Egyptian governmental structure. But he said, for you to survive in this trouble, for you to survive in the wilderness, for you to push through, for you to push through, God is looking for a people that will dwell in his presence. He did not deliver you the, the, the purpose of your prosperity the purpose of your prosperity is not for you to flout it or for you to uh, uh, use it the way you like, for you to misbehave. He did not prosper you by delivering you from the hand of Pharaoh. He did not prosper you by bringing you out of Egypt for your own good, like your own personal gain. He delivered you so that you will come worship him. It's all about his presence. There is no life outside God. There is no life outside God. I thank God for the Bible study that Pastor Kemi on Elijah, God bless that woman of God every time uh, um, uh, organized, put together by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We studied the presence of God dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Very insightful. Very insightful. And it was the, the, the secretness of the Most High. The emphasis on it is not uh, is, is is very sacrosanct. It's important that we look at it because there is nothing we can do outside God. God can give you provision. You can have your houses. You can have your 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 money. You can have your investment in, intact. You can even have angels leading you, but you may not have the presence of God. You may not have the presence of God, meaning that when the angel meets an angel that is higher than him, because there are others, it it could be calamity. Where you now need the presence of God, where you now need God to show up, and God has said, I will not go with you, that is where the problem is. In Exodus 33, God said to the people, you can go, I give you provision, I give you protection. This is what it means when he said, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above every other mountain. There are mountains that you can get provision. You can actually get rich from the reform of Boni fraternity. You can get rich from occultism. You can get rich by spilling blood like a lot of people do. You can get rich in the, on the mountain of capitalism. You can get rich on the mountain of deception. There are people who, give, who have given their lives to it completely. Whatever it takes, if I have to spill blood to remain in this position, that's it. They have no fear of God in them. And this is what God said to the children of Israel. An angel will go with you. God made his ways known to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. They are two, they are different. They are not similar. There's no uh, contracts at all. Two different things. You can get rich. 
that's what he meant by the mountain of the Lord exalted above every other mountain. Some of us would think it's about the cathedrals. No! It's about the presence of God. I'm, an, I'm saying it here again. You can actually become successful in other mountains. If you think the yardstick for judging whether the Lord is good, whether you have the presence of God, is by you telling me how many times you go to that mountain to meet so-so and so person that he laid hands on you and you have no power, you just come back and you are walking in wealth without the presence of God, without the character of Jesus Christ in you, that is not the mountain of the Lord's house. It is not enough for me to buy your Christianity because there are other mountains I can go without even going through the pain that you went through. So God said to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 33, you people can go, I will give you provision. I will give you protection. I will give you, I will even send an angel with you, but I will not go. You don't have my presence. You don't have my presence. Is it possible that churches have been operating in angelic dimensions and having all the provisions of life? That's why some pastors even have to make up miracles. That's why the media have the right to say whatever they want to say, criticize the church. And we all stand and look at it and say, they could be telling the truth. How many people in the day of the apostles, Peter, John, and, 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 and Paul, came out to say these people are deceptive, that they always like tights, they like building fine, fine houses, they like uh, moving with escorts and the rest of them. The devil manifested fully in their own time. It was obvious that they were battling with the devil because those ones were provoked by the advancement of the kingdom of God. It wasn't about that the freeze or whatever he calls himself or somebody else coming to say, look at what they are saying. And they are using media to make a jest of men of God. To say, look at this man. Eh, pay your tithe. This is my account number. Look at this one. Lift up my leg. That's your passport. And all kinds of nonsense. It has become a show, a comedy. Is that the church? Far from it. Those are other mountains where you can go get your provision other mountains where you can go crack your joke. Other mountains where you can go do your showbiz. But that's not the mountain of the lost house. That's not the church. That's not the church. It looks like it, but that's not the church. It might appear because it's on Sundays, or it might appear because you do your midweek service that is so weak. But that's not the mountain of the lost house. That's not the church. That's not the church. That's not the church. It pains me, grieves my heart. Anybody can come up and say, look at them, driving the big cars. If of everything to criticize you of is your car. To talk about you tomorrow, you now see another fake one. You see another one throwing uh, 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 that on another pastor. That man is a fake pastor. This one is this. And the media is just having a field day using all of that to sell. The day is coming. We are in the day when there will be a manifestation 
of the power, a demonstration of the power of God, not from the pulpit, but from the pews, that men will begin to walk in dimension of power. They will carry the presence of God so mightily that God will begin to demonstrate his power through them, even when they are in their offices, they are at the airport, they will begin to see obvious power of God, the power of God like never before, coming down, coming down, the demonstration of the kingdom of God like never before. And they begin to wonder, my friend, are you a pastor? No, 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 no. I'm not a pastor. I was just passing. I was just on my own. And God began to do wonders. My name is Emeka. My name is Tunidu. My name is Dapo. My name is Kemi. I don't know if I'm a, I'm not a, I'm not an apostle. I'm not an archbishop. I just know that God's presence is with me. And you begin to see it. That is when there will be a manifestation of the mention of darkness. Not by way of telling me, why do you dress like, mm -mm 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 -mm. you will know that I'm carrying the power of God. And you have no other option than to confront me with all that you have. Not with, you know that this one is not about him. Uh, he doesn't, it's not about money. But you will stand and say, ah, no, 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 no. If these people continue like this, we, the rich people, we, the members of the secret society, we, the members of, 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 of uh, uh, Freemasonry, and what have you cannot uh, um, uh, carry our merchandise anymore. We cannot continue to sell what we are selling to hold this country captive. We have to fight them openly. You begin to see them coming out like never before because the time of confrontation like John the Baptist confronted Herod is now.